Hi there. It's the 10th episode of the Firehouse Forum podcast. And uh, if you thought it was going to be two weeks between the podcasts, you're wrong because it's just one week. We're going to be doing them quicker, shorter, sweeter. So we're more up on what's going on right now. So we're going to be talking to Cooper Zved today. He is going to be appearing in Quill's Romeo and Juliet that opens this weekend. And then Jerry Williams, who has been a longtime theater director and reviewer and video producer in Richmond, joins me for a quick conversation about the upcoming shows opening in April here in Richmond. So that's what's on tap for today. Uh, a couple little housekeeping things. An oak tree opens at Firehouse yesterday and will be running through next weekend. So please come out and see that. We'll be talking about that a little bit today. And also, I mentioned it last week, Amber is a chamber musical that opens here on April 10th. So that's next Tuesday. And that is a chamber opera <clears throat> that talks about the Battle of Bataan during World War II. And it's part of a two-part uh, opera that was composed by Richard Rose. And you can code, go to our website, firehousetheater.org, find out more about that. Amber is one part of the opera. To see both parts together, uh, on April 22nd, you can go to the Church of the Holy Comforter, and that's where both parts are going to be playing. So that's coming up. Also down the road a little bit, Burlesque Right Meow is coming back to Firehouse on Sunday, April 15th. So that is the housekeeping. Let's get on to the show. So, you know, at Firehouse, we have all these work-study kids running around all the time. There's like 87 of them or something. I don't know. There's probably eight or 10 of them. And so one of them happens to be a talented young man named Cooper Zved, who is here across the table from me today. Hey, Cooper. Hello. How are you doing? Good. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for coming in. He is, like all the people I seem to have on the show, is crazy busy. And I don't know how he gets any sleep, but he does, apparently, enough to get <laughs> through the day, at least. Uh, he is currently a junior at VCU, in the theater VCU program. He is appearing in and assistant directing Quill's Romeo and Juliet. Yes. Uh, which opens this weekend. This at, Friday. This Friday at the Virginia Museum of Fine Arts. Mm -hmm. Leslie Cheek Theater. That's right. Uh, he just appeared in Corpus Christi at Richmond Triangle Players, closed back in February. Last fall, he was in Food, Clothing, and Shelter here at Firehouse. He was also in Heather's last summer here. Uh, and also, interestingly enough, he will be directing Edward Albee's At Home at the Zoo coming in May. So, acting, directing, interning, work studying, <laughs> he's doing it all. Don't so, remind me. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I got your name right, right? Sved. Yes, Sved. Sved. Okay, what is the, where does that come from? What's the origin? My dad told me many years ago that it was Hungarian for Swede. Oh. Yeah, so, hmm. so our family moved from Sweden to Hungary, or Austria-Hungary, Okay. and they were like, you're from Sweden, we're going to call you Swede. So, oh. Sved. There you go. Well, see, now I knew that we were so much alike because... You know, I was once young and good looking and talented, and you currently are. And what? I'm also of Swedish No one told me. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's hard to believe now. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was curious uh, that you, you know, you've been working in professional productions like Corpus Christi and Romeo and Juliet. Um, so you're doing professional work on a professional stage, but you're also in school. You're mm -hmm. still a college student. You have tests to do, and you come in here and you 
clean the stage and you empty the sweep garbage and, and sweep. So vacuum. is there a certain level of cognitive dissonance where you're working professionally, but then also, you know, working down in the trenches? Well, well, that, I was talking to you earlier about this. It's all educational for me. Uh-huh. If I'm able to take a project, it has to be something that I'm going to learn from whether or not I'm good at it. You know, that's that's beside the point. I'm, okay. I'm here to learn. I'm here to get better at what I'm on this earth to do. So okay. that's all. That's all this is. I'm keeping busy, but I'm learning every step of the way, and that's all that matters to me. Okay. And you seem to be think that you're on the earth to act and be involved in theater. I'm, I'm well. I'm on the earth to to do <laughs> something involved in theater. I'm, I'm I'm still figuring that out. That's why I'm doing everything. Where did you first get that interest? So. In seventh grade, there was a theater arts class okay. um, at my L- uh, middle school, and I did not want to take it because I thought I was going to get beat up. Okay, which yeah. never happens in middle school, at least where I was from. So, I, the, but it's a healthy fear to have. It's a healthy fear to have. <laughs> I was like, but my parents forced me to do it. Um, they were like, "It's going to be fun." I'm like, "No, no, I'm going to get beat up. People are going to make fun of me." I loved it. Kept on doing it from there. Okay. My first production was in eighth grade. I was the lion in the Wizard of Oz. Oh, nice. Yeah. So feels the the courage thing it makes sense yeah tell me about it so well i also know that you were uh, starring as lumiere in glenn allen's uh beauty and the beast where did you find that the internet's a great great place (laughs) yeah so so you were from eighth grade on it's just been a constant Mm -hmm. it's just been my thing well, cool. And you went to school, you born and bred in Richmond? Mm-hmm. I've, I live about 20 minutes away from Firehouse, and I have since I was two years old. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I know it's young and you're still in school, but or you're, you're young and you're still in school. Do you have visions of moving on or oh, yeah. bigger I'm, markets? Or? I'm, I'm, I'm interested in the education portion of theater right now. I, I think that's where I'm headed towards. I, uh, that's why I'm doing this internship over at Spark is because I want to get experience being a teacher and working with kids and all that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where I'm headed. I, I would like to, at some point, work professionally in the education sector of some regional theater. I think that's what I'm looking towards right now. But things cool. can always change. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess you can still change your mind. You're only, what, 21 or 22 or something? 20. 20. Good God, man. Um, so you're assistant directing yes. for Romeo and Juliet. What's an assistant director do? What's an assistant director do? Um, it changes yeah. based on who you're working with. Um, in this particular instance, I was on for educational reasons. I, I reached out to them uh, after the audition process, um, and I didn't get cast, but I there was something... There's something about Romeo and Juliet. It's the greatest love story ever told. And I'm like, right. I need to work on this in some capacity. So I reached out to Quill and they let me go on as a, as an assistant director. So during rehearsals, I would you know slip notes to the director. I'd ask questions. I'd be like, why are we doing this? What, mm-hmm. what about this? What about this? And that's kind of what it's been. It's just watching the process, watching professionals do their work. Right. And it's just been incredibly enlightening. And, and I've learned a lot about... Well, and that's what it's been a weird. Well, I don't know. You can tell me if it's been weird or not. But it started out as Jan Powell directing, mm-hmm. but now I know Joel, Jan had to leave the country, family emergency kind of thing, and so James has taken over. Mm-hmm. So was that a big switch, or how did that happen? Um, I, I it wasn't a big. We were we were all comfortable with the work, so it was just it was just a different eye on it. Honestly, okay. um, you know there were so, there were some changes. Uh, there were some new things added, some things taken away, but it. We were all comfortable with it. We trusted James, and and it's it still was a fantastic process. There was no like a left mess. Turn or it anything. wasn't a mess. It, yeah. it it was professionally done. It was 
just a great experience for everybody. And having two uh, having two visions kind of melded mm-hmm. into one, it, it it creates for an interesting show. Well, it's got a great cast. As it's a fantastic yeah. cast. It's all-star group. Yeah. Well, had you seen Romeo and Juliet before? See, I mean, I, I saw it in like my high school English class. Oh, good. They're still doing that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, they're still Thank teaching God. Shakespeare. I, I, I've <laughs> seen the movie. I've, I'd never seen a, not only a professional production, but I'd never seen a production. Okay. Um. So, so it even though it's a really well-known story, there's a lot of things that, you know, you miss when right. you're in high school yeah. that I was able to delve into with this. So it, it, it's been interesting because I thought I knew the story and I really didn't. Yeah. Well, you're also gearing up to direct Edward Albee's At Home at the Zoo. Mm-hmm. Now this, for people who don't know, this show is kind of a melding of two one acts. And the first one in particular is very much about domestic life and a married couple that's mm-hmm. been married for a long time and stuff like that. Yeah. So what are you drawing from to... Uh, you know, to direct it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's the the hard part about directing a show. You know, it's all called it, it's all college students. It's me and mm-hmm. a bunch of other college students. Some of them haven't done theater since high school. Wow. So okay. I, what I wanted to do is I I wanted to go into it. I didn't want these people to act like they were forty years old. Okay. I wanted them to be. 20 years old and make 20 year old mistakes Mm -hmm. that's kind of it's it's difficult because they don't know what it's like to be married but they do know what it's like to have a relationship right they know what it's like to spend a lot of time with a person and love a person even if it's not at the level a marriage might be they still understand what they're doing and we everyone in the production has this like youthful pluck which uh-huh. is really interesting on top of an Albie play, which is generally pretty dark, <laughs> dark, and, and and with with a lot of people middle aged, you right. know. Yeah. And I I really appreciate that we have this opportunity to play and and see if we fa- fall on our faces. I, <laughs> I don't think we will. It's a, it's a great group of people, mm-hmm. but it's definitely different from what Albie was expecting right. when with this play, you know? Yeah. Hmm. So everybody should come in May to see this, to yeah. see if everybody falls on their face. Exactly. <laughs> it's a nice That's experiment, a... isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's exciting for the audience, <laughs> I would hope, well, as much as for you guys. Uh, so you're in school and you're taking classes at the same time you're doing all this, you know, actual work on stage. Do those two worlds inform each other? Do you like come out of class someday and go, oh, I'm going to use that Tonight when I'm in rehearsal or... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I, it, it, it's, it's hard because my mind immediately goes to like separating the two things. So, mm. the, you know, sometimes it's hard for things to, for the streams to cross. But right. in this particular instance, I'm taking a musical theater class and I, I'm now able to use all of that information for when I'm auditioning professionally and mm. when I'm doing all of these new things, even adding beats and tactics to things that I wouldn't normally think to add beats and tactics to it hmm, really okay. helpful so yeah absolutely i mean if you're in theater school and you're doing stuff outside that's theater related they're obviously going to talk to each other right and the same thing goes for out in the community when i'm working in the community there are things where i'm like yeah i, I totally need to look at that when i'm in class i need to take these worlds and meld them. them together yeah mm-hmm. hmm. well i also wanted to talk to you about an oak tree because i know last Last week, last Friday, you were in rehearsal. Yes. So, an oak tree, as we've talked about on the podcast before, has one actor who's Landon Nagel every time, and then there's a guest actor who's mm-hmm. brought in who doesn't know the script and led through it for the first time. So, what was it like last week being kind of led through an oak tree? Because, uh, because I know you can't give away too much, yeah. and but what what was the experience like as an actor to just kind of walk into something totally cold and? It was 
unbelievably vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and sometimes as actors, we are afraid to be vulnerable because that shows weakness. Right. But that's impossible when you're the second actor and, and you're tackling subject a subject that's very, very difficult. Yeah. So th- that, was, that was the hardest part, even though it was, a, it, you know, it was an audience of like three people because it was a rehearsal. But it, it, was, it was one of the most difficult things I've ever done. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's something that I think everyone needs to see. Did you feel... I know that there's been a lot of talk during rehearsal about part of J- Landon's job, besides actually acting, is also taking care of the other actor who's feeling vulnerable and being brought into this, you know, kind of crazy story. Mm-hmm. Did you feel taken care of? Oh, absolutely. Landon yeah. did, does a great job of making you feel comfortable with what you're uncomfortable doing. Yeah. He, he you know, he, he talked to me before we went on. He made me feel like we had a connection already and he, he's very good at talking to you he's very good at making sure that you're you, you feel okay with putting yourself out there like that oh that's great it's it's it was beautiful to experience well and so you've got romeo and juliet coming mm-hmm. up then you've got uh, at home at the zoo do you have plans for beyond that or yeah i'm I, i'm working on I, i'm working on something over the summer i'm not sure if i can say yet okay. but then in the fall i will be one of two actors playing seymour in little shop of horrors at vcu oh look at you yeah man. you are a busy man and clearly pretty talented just you know uh, maybe <laughs> maybe well i appreciate you coming in taking a slice of your very busy life to uh Talk to us about what you're doing. Yeah. I'm at work right now. So (laughs) (laughs) that's right. Okay. So when you're done with this, could you go like uh, mop the stage? I probably will. Okay. Great. (laughs) Well, thanks for coming in. Thank you so much. Okay. We're here with Jerry Williams. Hi, Jerry. Hello, Dave Timberline. (laughs) We're going to do a quick little chat because every once in a while, fairly regularly actually in Richmond, you have these dead periods where no shows open, and then right. suddenly everything opens. Like February when it was Acts of Faith and it was crazy. Exactly. And we had so, a breather for March a little right. bit. So it's been about three weeks since any new shows have opened, right. and then in the next three weeks, like nine or ten shows are going to Yep, open. I'm saying four this weekend. Right. So we're going to do a little spring preview and talk about what's coming up uh-huh. with Jerry, who's been around, if you don't know, Jerry runs <clears throat> his own little website called Sifter. Uh, where he reviews everything and his... Movies as well. Movies as and well. And it's tvjerry.com. You should probably throw that in. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. <laughs> he is also the host of Curtain Call, a bi-weekly podcast with the uh, Richmond Theater Critics Circle. Right, right. So and then next episode of that will show up on Friday, this coming Friday. Friday on WRIR, on Open Source RVA at noon. And then it will be, for anyone who misses that, it will be available as a podcast on artsies.org after the show is aired live. Right. Okay, we're done plugging. Now okay, let's talk right, about the right, shows. Right. So Speaking there... of the first show and a plug. <laughs> right. Well, of course, I mean, we've been talking about it at Oak Tree here for a while. That opens actually, that opens on Wednesday. It just opened. Um, but after that opens, we have this huge run of shows with incredible casts, including Romeo and Juliet. Are there any of these that like jump out at you as particularly interesting or ones that you're looking forward to? Well, I just have to say, and again, we're back into plug land, mm-hmm. that I uh, did an interview with 
Landon Nagel, and the director, Mark Lerman, mm -hmm. uh, for Curtain Call, which will air this Friday. Okay. And they talked for 10 minutes. We didn't have any shows to review because it's been a three-week dead period. Right. So they talked for 10 minutes about an oak tree, and it's a fascinating concept. And uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing that just because... And, of course, the thing that's going to be interesting, hopefully, when we review it on Curtain Call, is everybody will have seen different actors. Right. So it'll be kind of a different show. Yeah, and the guest actors are this great... Phenomenal group. Of, yeah, yeah, Audra Honecker, Foster. Solomon, Tyler Stevens, Aaron Anderson, Alan Sater. Uh, yeah, all these great people. Yeah, so it's yeah. going to, every night is going to be interesting in a different way. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be the same. So that'll be a kind of unique experience. Of course, Romy and Juliet's a, a, an old classic. We'll see how they update that or what they do with it to make it different. I did read that they're going to have beautiful costumes, oh, nice. period costumes. And I do remember with Les Estrada that they did early in the season. Right. I thought those costumes were really exceptional. They had the, the Greek flair, but they, had a contemporary feel, so I'm right. assuming maybe it's the same costumer. So that'll be interesting to see. Well, and it's also on the Leslie Cheek stage at uh, right, the MFA, MFA, which is always, I mean, it's a beautiful stage. Good space. So I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to, you know, it's a classic, so uh, we'll see if they do anything different or if it's going to be a more traditional production. Right. So I talked to Amy Berlin a couple of weeks ago about Lucky Me. That's an interesting, you know, kind of quirky comedy. It also has Bill Blair, who... It's interesting. Bill Blair has been one of those actors who's around forever, but he's suddenly in all sorts of shows. He's going to be in this, and then he's going to be in Appropriate, which opens at the end of April at, at Cadence. Cadence. Right, yeah. right. So. Yeah, well, and, and the cast of Lucky Me, has got Matt Hackman, too, and Todd Shalvis. Don't often see Todd Shalvis, which most people probably know he's the manager of the Bird Theater, right. but don't often see him on stage, so it'll be interesting to see him back on the boards. Yeah. Uh, Pinkalicious, the musical, I... That book came out way after my daughter was grown, so I don't know anything about yeah. the story. It looks like fun. Most of the shows that Virginia Rep does in the Willow Lawn Theater are really good, yeah. enjoyable. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Well, and also that one, that is going to be starring Ty Andrea Jackson, who is actually, even though she's still a young person, she's a senior at Appomattox Governor School, um, but she has been in... TV Color shows. Purple. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's been in a huge number, so she's you know already a veteran. Right, matter. right. So hopefully that'll be a, a fun production. Mm -hmm. Then the next weekend we jump to Theater Lab and Moth, which of course, I don't know if you discussed on here, but the whole concept this season was two people shows, as we right. call them, two-handers. So it's just a two-person cast, John Minx and Kelsey Cordry, both very talented actors. They play high school students, so obviously I think once you have to get past that concept that, okay, they're not really high school students playing the roles, which right. is like the way they do it in most movies nowadays anyway, sure. uh, then... You've got two great actors, so it should be very promising. And, yeah, and it is directed by Josh Chouinard, right. who did um, Desire, Under, Desire the Under the Elms here and is very talented, did a great job with that. So right. that's worth looking forward to. I think Desire was the first show of Josh's, Josh's that I'd seen. Uh, that I'm aware did a phenomenal of, yeah. job, yeah, yeah. so I'll be interested to see what he does with that. So have you ever seen The Normal Heart? You know, if I had, I don't remember. You know, yeah. back when I reviewed the first time from 74 to 89, mm -hmm. it might have been done in town. I know I've seen the movie, but I'm not sure. So I yeah. guess maybe it'll come back to me when I see it or right. maybe it won't. We'll see. It's, it's one of those, to me, it's like one of those classics in the canon that actually doesn't get done very often. Right, right. Know, well, it's, it's, an, it's, it's, it's obviously focused around AIDS and obviously AIDS is still an issue, but it is not at top of mind like so many other issues now. Right. So I think that it's more of almost a historical piece now. Right. It's going to have Dan Simo and Chris Hester. Don Westbrook. Don Westbrook. I'm really interested to see Jim Morgan. I know back on stage after back a while. Back on stage. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. been you know, doing some stuff more community theater, 
lately, but he's, you know, he's always awesome. Uh, the next show here at Firehouse after Oak Tree is going to be one in four. Which is which the is, new puppies. Yeah, it's new puppies. They, they, they did, did seven brides for seven brothers last that's year. That's right, right, which they, you know, took an interesting take on that show. Yeah, so, yeah. It's always a little kind of young and exuberant and a little messy and a little funky around the edges. That mm-hmm. that one was anyway, so yeah. I can only assume this might be the same kind of thing. Dixon Cashwell is always wonderful. Rachel Hinman, of course. Yeah. So it's got good people in it, so yeah. hopefully that'll be fun. Well, and I think one show that's gotten already getting some buzz is River Diddy. Uh, which Virginia is a, rep. Yeah, right. it's a world premiere. It's, uh, it's got an incredible cast starring Matt Polson and Katrina Carroll-Lewis. Alexander Sapp, Scotty Witchman, yeah, Wendy Carter, Boston Christopher, who was just in The Christians. Right. Who did a great job in that. Yeah. The thing about world premiere, you don't have a whole lot of knowledge on what is actually going to happen. So, uh, you know, we'll all go to see what comes forth. Well, and they they workshopped it last year. I didn't. Did you go to any of those workshops? I didn't attend, so I don't know anything about it either. And that's usually the way I am about most shows. I'm not one of those people probably like you who does research before he goes to the show. (laughs) I just show. I figure most of the audience is just showing up to see it. I show up to see it. The next morning, I sit down and read the program and find, oh, okay. But uh, I don't know anything about this show. Uh, It is also, I know that that Nathaniel, when he was still in New York, he worked with the production company that helped create once the Broadway smash. And there, some of them are somehow involved in this, and I don't have the release in front of me, so I'm not sure if it was just them as producers or if there's any of the creative team from that. It'll be interesting. The next show coming up uh, is Constellations at Theater Lab. That's part of their Cellar series, Two Hander with Trevor Craft and Audra Honecker. I don't really know much of this, about that. Again, it's another one. I don't know. That's another in the two, you know, the two person canon they're doing this year. Maggie Roop mm-hmm. can be a very strong director and a strong actor. Brave New World, unfortunately, wasn't her best effort earlier this season, but right. she'll have a chance to redeem herself with this show. <laughs> right. Trevor Kraft and Audra Honecker, you know, you don't get better than that. So they've got a good cast. Wrapping up in April, this is all happening in one month. It's kind of crazy. Uh, appropriate at Cadence. That's got a, also got a crazy cast. It's also got connections to Arkansas, which River. Diddy does so it's like the month of Arkansas for some reason and actually ironically I just had lunch today with uh, Cadence's artistic director uh, Anna Johnson and she mentioned that one thing that's interesting about this play is that it's kind of in the same vein as Clyburn Park uh, because it deals with racial issues it's written by a black author but the cast is all white Okay. So that's kind of an interesting twist. So we'll see how that, and of course it's got, speaking of cast, it's got, you know, a, Susan Sanford, Joe Papps, Happy Mahaney, Tyler Stevens, you know, great cast all the way down the line. So, right. well, uh, and like Joe you Barry mentioned. Steinberg, who oh, yeah, yeah. doesn't always, uh, you don't always show up much. Yeah. And then of course, Bill Blair will be back again. Right. <laughs> there you go. Well, so that'll be April. That's going to be a busy month. Also kind of sneaking in there is a Broadway enrichment show, Rent. It's on a 20th anniversary tour right now. Already, yeah. Um, So that's going to slip in uh, the weekend of April 23rd. The Broadway enrichment just announced their season for next year, year, which I'm wondering what you think about what they have coming up. Well, I love Les Mis. I've always loved Les Mis. Mm -hmm. I will go see it again just because, you know, as long as the voices are good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a brilliant show. I love it. Rudolph, who knows anything about that? That's really kind of a children's show. Wizard of Oz, eh, mm. well, yeah. yeah. Waitress, of course, everybody's excited about that. Uh, actually, Sarah Barillis, Barillis, right? who was in Jesus Christ Superstar last week on TV, but she wrote the music for that, so that should be interesting. Book of Mormon will be back again. Actually, I'm one of those people who didn't love Book of Mormon. Hmm. Also, I was in a bad seat in the mosque, and the sound was not great, so you missed some <laughs> of the punchlines. Right. 
Uh, Something Rotten, I'm looking forward to that because I've never seen that. It's supposed to be a great show. It got lots of awards, and it looks like the kind of fun thing I would enjoy. Yeah, well, what was interesting to me is that of that slate, Waitress is really the only one that I'm kind of... Excited about. Really excited about. You know, uh, their their productions are usually really good. The sound is always an issue. Always. Waitress, I think, is the only one that I'm like, okay, I'll weather any storm to right, just right. see something. Well, something rotten see. sounds like it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Someone told me recently, and I don't want to go on record as this is the fact, but I was told this, so I'll just say it was told to me that the shows that run for four to six to eight performances are uh, equity companies coming in affiliated with the New York production. Okay. The shows that run two or three nights, usually the weekends, those are more what we call bus and trucks. They're still quality productions. I've seen some of them, but they are not equity necessarily. They're not necessarily at the same level. Now, all of these, looking at the number of performances, none of them are just weekend shows. So right. at this point, these should all be somehow affiliated with the Broadway productions. Hmm. All right. Well, thanks for running down what's coming up, Jerry. Appreciate you coming in. All righty. Right. And uh, just to remind everybody to uh, check out Curtain Call this coming Friday. They'll be talking about an oak tree, and it's a fascinating discussion about a very unusual and interesting play. All right. Everyone tune in. Thanks. Thank you. Okay. That was our show. Cooper's Ved from Quills, Romeo, and Juliet and the upcoming Edward Albee's At Home at the Zoo here at Firehouse. Thank you for coming in, Cooper, and Jerry Williams, who talked about the shows that are opening in Richmond in April. Thank you for coming in. Uh, Be sure and check out Curtain Call, Jerry's podcast with with the Richmond Theater Critics Circle. That will be dropping tomorrow. Uh, This is David Timberline with Firehouse Forum. See you next week. (laughs) 